The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown Bibles open again to the book of John, chapter number one. We continue looking at Christ the servant. We've studied the summary of his incarnation, and now we look at the significance of his incarnation. First, a word of prayer, and then we'll begin reading with John chapter one, verse 14. Father, we come now in Jesus' name. I need your touch that we might present this truth in such a way that glorifies you and magnifies the scripture, and edifies the saint, and testifies of Jesus our Lord, and notifies the sinner of their desperate need of Jesus Christ and his offer of salvation by blood and by power. Please help me, I pray, in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen and amen. John chapter 1 verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me, and of his fullness have all we received in grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. The significance of Christ's incarnation. What is the meaning 
and importance of Christ's incarnation and coming to man and being made flesh? The answer is given and established in the mouth of two witnesses. We see the two Johns, which we know John the Baptist and John the Beloved. First, the record of John the Baptist, verse 15. The testimony which John gave. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This testimony then of John, he is that last of the old line of prophets. It was first of all personal. John, the Bible says. But then he bare witness, which means it was passionate. And then it was powerful because John bare witness of him or of Christ. But then it was public because John bare witness and he cried. But then it was precise. John bare witness of him and cried, saying. Did you catch that? John's testimony was personal. John bare witness. It was passionate. Of him, of Christ, it was powerful. He cried. It was public. And then he said or saying, the Bible says it was precise. What's your testimony like today, friend? Is it personal? Do you have a testimony? Do you share Christ with others? Are you passionate? Is it powerful? Do you give out the word of God or just your opinion? Is it public or do you hold it inside all the time? Is it precise? Do you have anything to say where Jesus Christ is concerned. Not only the testimony John gave, but the truth which he gave. Here's what he said. This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. John's truth is basically twofold in its purpose. He spoke, number one, of Christ, that he might expose him to the people. But then he spoke of Christ that he might exalt him before the people. It's a matter of both time and truth, how that Jesus Christ was preferred before John. John wanted people to know that Christ deserved the honor and recognition. John was simply the forerunner to announce that Jesus is here. Christ, rather, the Messiah, is here. And John's physical birth was prior to Jesus' birth, yet John said he was before me. So in the matter of time due to it being a matter of existence, of eternity, of infinity, Jesus Christ was first. He's the self-existent one who chose and then condescended to step into creation and subject himself to time as you and I know it. John knew this. He believed this. He proclaimed the Lord Jesus to be that infinite one. He knew Christ was God in the flesh and that he had no beginning and he has no ending. And he is eternally God. And he is the one that brought John into existence. And so that is the record of John the Baptist. The testimony and the truth which he gave. Now we look to the record of John the Beloved. Verses 16 through 18. First, John points us to Christ and a great dispensation. All right. Christ and a great dispensation. Verses 16 and 17. There was a completeness in Christ, and of his fullness have all we received in grace for grace. When Christ came, 
a complete man finally arrived on the scene, one who could redeem those who were under the curse of the law and bring the unjust ones back unto God. He came with grace and truth. He brought life and light to those who sat in darkness and death. Yes, he is the last Adam. He is the second man. We who are born again and have become disciples have now all partook of his fullness, the fullness even of grace and truth. Both then and now, there's grace for grace. And thank God for every grace, there is another grace. God has enough grace to see us through. That riches and kindness of God toward men through Christ Jesus, it'll never run out, friend, for those who receive it and those who believe it. God has and will give us much grace along this way. God's kindness came down to man in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. Great blessings came throughout the ages when God sent forth a man or when he called out a man. You think about Abraham. You think about Joseph. You think about Moses. You think about David. You think about Solomon. But nothing before or since in terms of blessing like when Jesus came. There was a completeness in Christ in this new dispensation. There was a change with Christ. For the law, verse 17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Here we find that dispensation of the grace of God. In the old economy, men were living in shadows, but in the new, they're now living with substance. Before, there were but types of what is now grand and glorious truths to behold and believe. Under Moses, the law was given by Moses. We see the dispensation of law, a law given to the nation of Israel, yes, not given to save them, but to separate them from other nations, not given to redeem them, but rather to reveal their sin and to show them that the Messiah was to come, and he was the only one that could wash away their sins, and thus they were dealt with according to law. Romans 3.20, Galatians 3.21, but with Jesus Christ, we find the dispensation of grace. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. I, I believe this begins there with the death of Christ. It's when God now deals with men in terms of grace in a primary sense, for Christ came, he's fulfilled the law, he took the handwriting of ordinances out of the way, nailed it to his cross. There's no need anymore for the ceremonial law. No, no, no. However, the moral law is still in effect. That sin might be revealed and that sinners might be reproved and brought to Christ. Galatians three sixteen through 26. We who are in Christ are now under law to Christ in this age of grace or in the church age, Romans 8, 1 through 4, 1 Corinthians 9 through 21, thank God where sin did abound, grace did much more abound, Romans 5, 20 through 21, Christ in a great dispensation. But then in John, the beloved's record, we see Christ in a great declaration. According to Hebrews 1, verse 3, Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is that express image of God's person. John said, verse 18, no man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Thus the beloved Son, even Jesus Christ, unfolded God before the people. He is telling and showing forth the great truths concerning the person and character of God the Father. No man has seen God the Father. However, some men seen God, 
in the person of Christ, in the flesh. While even more people have seen God thank God in the person of Christ by faith, Christ declared the Father. He is revealing Him. He is unveiling Him. There, hear the comments of a man in former days gone by. Christ, he's speaking of Christ. He is the Word of God. He is the revelation of God. He is the manifestation of God. He is, therefore, God approaching man by becoming man. He is God saving man. So he is the revelation and manifestation of God. As such, Christ is the revealer of God. His office is to make God known. Brethren, way too often, we have such small thoughts of our God. I proclaim to you this day that Christ, He is infinite. He is incarnate. He is incomparable. He is. Yes, Jesus Christ is the Lord God Almighty. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.